You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Hey guys, welcome to Social Selling Simplified. At the time of this episode, this is the first episode of 2022. And I don't know about you guys, but I am ready to turn the page on last year and really move confidently into this year. For me, 2021 was just like drinking water from a fire hose for many reasons, but specifically kind of coming down to three. One, it was my first full year as a new mom. So I have a 16-month-old, and that is just a whole new learning experience um and obviously self-fulfilling yet so many other emotions as well um i'm so grateful to have a 16 month old daughter she's so funny and she just stretches me in ways i've never thought i could be stretched before uh so that's been a learning for sure and you know blessed to have her The other thing that's been crazy is learning how to negotiate all these things and also be an entrepreneur. The one thing I didn't really realize about entrepreneurship before I became a full-time entrepreneur was the ups and downs that you work through and the challenges you have to work through as an entrepreneur. It really, I guess, you know, when you're doing something part-time, you just think it's sort of, you know, like you're always just kind of working away at it. But there's maybe not as many highs and lows with it because you're just like, this is my side thing. It's not my full-time thing. Yet when you fully step into entrepreneurship, there are extreme highs and can be extreme lows that go along with that. So that's been a year of learning. And the third thing that has really stood out to me this year is the changes that were made when Apple made changes to iOS. It completely changed the Facebook and Instagram world. And it's been a year of learning the new landscape. Things that used to work on Facebook in terms of ads just stopped working, meaning they became much more expensive and you had to find a new way to market yourself in 2021. So it's like this year has been one of the most challenging years of my entrepreneurial career for different reasons, but I have learned so much this year, which is always the gift of having a challenging year, challenging week, challenging day. There's always this wisdom that comes out from it. And I would definitely say in all the years of running my business, this has been the one that I have been stretched and learned 
the most. And I know lessons are not always comfortable. Like sometimes it's very uncomfortable to be in these situations, but definitely when you come out on the other side, there is so much to be grateful for when you have learned those lessons. That is how I'm wrapping up 2021 and moving confidently into 2022. What I actually want to talk to you guys about today is maybe a little bit in line with that and how you might be feeling in your business. So today's episode, I wanted to focus on this idea of stopping cold messaging and doing this instead. One of the things that we've been talking about amongst my team is this year, we actually, we wrote a book, it's called Celebrity Magnetism. And this idea really came from the fact that stop doing what your upline is telling you and just read this book instead, because we lay it all out for you in terms of what you need to do to be successful. And this book and this whole idea starts really with a story as to what brought this all about. So I'm going to share that story with you guys today. So what I want to share with you guys is that when I first started in all of this, and actually I'm going to take it back to 1984 (laughs) first, my life began in the gym and I really never left the gym. So I was spending a ton of time there because my parents, that's what they were doing. They were entrepreneurs. They worked out of a gym. They had a gold's gym. And after I was done school, I went back and started working as a personal trainer. And there were a lot of ties and connections there for me with the gym world. But I think growing up in a family that works out all the time, they're very conscientious about how they looked. And I just always felt like I needed to learn more. And honestly, that's why I became a personal trainer. I mean, I wanted to help people, but I wanted to know how do I change my body so I feel better in my skin. And I've realized through a lot of um, reading and studying trauma and just a ton of doing the work, what that actually made me believe as an adult, I say an adult. And what I really mean is probably like someone in my twenties, I put all my worth into how I looked. And I just felt like everyone felt that exact same way. And what I came to realize was, you know, of course it's conditioning, right? When you grow up in that environment, you just, you take on all these beliefs and things that come from the people that that are raising you. So I think I just, I took everything on in terms of believing that I needed to look a certain way to be valued and that that is where I needed to put all my effort. So I went out and I became a personal trainer. And what was interesting about this experience is that I was really able to sell like very well right from the beginning. And they actually made me a manager in a month of starting, um, hoping that I could teach everyone else what I was doing. And within a year, I was managing the whole club and I was 21 years old. I was the youngest manager in the company. And I think what that sort of did for me is, I mean, one, because I understood so intensely what it was like to not be comfortable in your body. I was really great at understanding other people that felt that way. Like almost I could get into their skin so much that in unhealthy level because I lived it and breathed it. And that's what I thought about all the time 
that it made me a very, very good salesperson. So that's how I started out in my career and fell upon the the fitness industry. But I had this desire for freedom. I wanted to be financially free and I wanted this freedom of time. I always had, you know, I'd run up credit card bills and things like that. And I wanted to be able to pay those off and, and have money left over. I really wanted to work on my own terms and I wanted to have more money than I knew what to do with. I grew up in a family that always seemed to have money. Like we always had the means to go on trips and we had a big house. And, but I think attached with that, I also had these feelings that you could never have enough money. And that was like a limiting belief that I grew up with, just feeling like I don't know how to hold on to this because there was talks about money and the bills were high and this, like I remember those sort of conversations going on. So I wanted to make sure that I always had enough money and I wanted to keep that sort of lifestyle of being able to travel and, you know, live in the big house and do those sort of things. And I wanted to travel the world. And so At that point in time, we actually packed up and my husband and I moved to Vietnam. And after university, when I went to become a personal trainer, I had met my husband within a year of that. And then we had decided, okay, like if we're really going to pursue this dream of being able to sell stuff online, then we got to go and we got to get this figured out and go all in. Hey, social sellers, I've got something I'm super stoked to get in your hands. First, did you join your company and start reaching out to all your friends and family only to get ghosted over and over? If you've ever had to chase someone down on the internet, you know it's super hard work and it can feel so awkward. And not just awkward for you, but most of the time, the person on the receiving end gets put in an uncomfortable position too. I hate to break it to you, but unless you're a superstar salesperson, right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that way. There's a reason they say you can't be a profit in your own town. And that's why 99% of social sellers quit. But those 1% made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. No one really seems to talk about it, which is why I decided to lay it all out for you in a brand new, easy to read book called Celebrity Magnetism. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash celebrity magnetism to learn more and see what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called Celebrity Magnetism and break down an entirely different approach that will simplify everything. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash celebrity magnetism. I'm so excited for you to start implementing it and see your business transform. What I was struggling with at this time is thinking about this idea, like, does this internet stuff really work? Who else do I know that is making money online and that is actually like showcasing this works? Like at that time, this is, you know, about 16 years ago. So I really didn't know anyone that had done it. And I didn't really know if it was possible, but I knew that it was something I had big desires for. And so did my husband, Bill. So It just felt like an adventure that we were going to figure it out and see if it worked. We had put a ton of time and effort into trying to make money online. And, you know, we did everything from we sold backpacks, we sold art, we made 
these scarf rings, which were made out of buffalo horn. And so they were like handcrafted in Vietnam, but we never saw a consistent income for it or enough that we could quit our teaching jobs in Vietnam. And without a plan, of course, like your motivation starts to slip, right? Because, you know, we were just throwing whatever we thought could work at the wall. And I remember times like just breaking down, getting into fights with Bill when I was, you know, trying to make videos or trying to make content. I just had no idea what I was doing. And that was very frustrating for me. I'm somebody that needs to know, okay, this is how you need to do this, that you got to do X, Y, and Z, and it will lead to this. So it was very overwhelming. And I did not feel like I was good at it at all. And so I really, you know, I hit this wall really wondering if this was all possible. Like after 11 years of trying, um, you know, with this online marketing stuff, like, was it really ever going to work? And at that point, we ended up, you know, packing everything in. Uh, We left Vietnam and it just felt like I'd been cutting my teeth for way too long. And I had really like, not a lot to show for it. A lot of starts in a business, but nothing that was consistent, that was scaling, that felt like, yes, I can quit everything else and go all in at this. So I got back into the fitness industry and I started working in training and development. And I taught everything I knew about sales. And I ended up working for, in my career, the two largest fitness companies in Canada, one that was incredibly great at selling memberships. And the other, which was they were incredibly great at selling personal training. And when you can sell $10,000 personal training packages, like you definitely, definitely learn to be able to sell anything. It really wasn't until we had been back in Canada for, it was about 10 years at this point that I had one of the biggest aha moments of my life. And I suddenly realized this is why every business of mine had actually failed in the past. I had a dream and it actually like woke me up out of bed at 3 a.m. And although I had kind of given up this idea or this dream of working on an online business, I had gotten a corporate job and it definitely still lingered within me that maybe someday I would figure it out. And in this dream, I saw the Fitness Leader Institute, which as you guys may or may not know, that's the name of my company that we have now where we help people and I saw myself teaching in this dream to those people in the health and wellness and beauty space, how to share their passion and how to actually make a living at it. And I never realized that I had actually in any previous business, I'd never incorporated my secret sales sauce into my business before. I'd just been putting my product out there over and over again, hoping it was enough to convince people to buy. And if they weren't buying, it wasn't a good product and I should definitely give up. And what I had been actually teaching for so long in my sales career was exactly what my business needed. I needed a strategy to get people interested and take them from being a prospect into somebody that would actually take action. And I knew when I woke up from that dream that it was my mission. There's actually three moments in my life that I've had that much clarity. The first moment was when I met my husband, Bill. I knew from the first second I saw him that I would marry him. Like I just had this overwhelming feeling that he was going to be my husband. The second moment I had this much clarity was in this dream where I woke up from it and I just knew this was 
the universe telling me this is your sign, <laughs> like you need to do this. The third moment I had that much clarity is I had a meditation and we had had two losses in terms of pregnancies. I lost two babies and it was both at around 18 weeks. And I had this meditation and dream of my daughter and I saw her and I was walking down the beach with my husband, Bill. And I knew when I woke up from that meditation that this baby that I had seen in my dream was coming to us. And I was, I got pregnant, I think four or five weeks later. So when the universe gives me signs, I always, always pay attention. So I knew when I woke up from this dream that it was going to work. Like with every fiber in my body, I knew this is what I needed to do. And this was my mission, but I still needed to test it. There is definitely a hold back for me. Even if I have an idea that this is going to work, I would not feel integral unless I tested it for myself and then I presented it as a solution. A friend of mine at the time was actually selling Beachbody and I, it was random. Like we had reconnected. I, I had a blog at the time and I thought, oh, if I could interview Bria, um, that would be great because she is one other person I know that is in this online space and makes money online. So I'm going to chat with her and see what she's up to and get caught up with her. And so we had this call and she confirmed with me that her team was struggling with what to post and really with attracting new customers. So I asked her if I could create something for her team and we would give it a try. So what I would do is I would create this social posting strategy that actually used the secret sales sauce that I had worked with in the fitness industry for so many years. And we would actually see if it worked on social media. And so I created a posting strategy with my super sales formula baked into it. And then I realized that I could actually even help more people close more sales if I could really help them understand uh, how to tweak their message to their ideal customers. And there was actually an additional training I wanted to include. So I went back to the drawing board and I created a course that went along with it called Social Selling Secrets. And this focused on the 12 pillars of getting your audience to pay attention, to slow the scroll so that you knew who you were talking to and what your message was. So it would make it so easy to stand out on social. What I was finding is that you know, in typical sales situations, you can build rapport through your body language, you can build it through the words you use and your tone. But in social media, all you have is language. It has to be intentional, it has to be strategic, and it has to be consistent. And what started happening is the results that people were getting really validated for me that this was this was it. This was really going to work. So I had um, Madison, she tried the social posting strategy and she said to me, my page is attracting people like crazy. I've only been higher than uh, Success Club 6 once, which is a rank in the Beachbody world. The month I came home from Summit last year is when I hit Success Club 6. Well, this month I started my group at Success Club 4, thinking to myself, meh, I'll be stuck here and miss Success Club 5 yet again. Well, hello, Success Club 8, second highest I've ever gotten. My page is attracting people like crazy. This was a huge bomb for me. Like, holy smokes, 
this strategy is definitely working. And then I started to see the same momentum in my business. I had only 7,000 followers when I hit seven figures. And it really showcased that it's not about how many followers that you have, but it's how good are you at getting people to actually take action. I think the false belief here is we think that we just need to find a bunch of followers and we need to get a bunch of engagement. And that is just absolutely not the case. That is not what is the difference between a business that is highly successful and a business that's not. And I am living proof of that to only have 7,000 followers and be able to make such a, a big impact. Like it really breaks that belief that you need followers to get this business going. Of course, then the question comes with the idea that, okay, Ashley, you're telling me I don't need followers. And you also started off telling me that I don't need to cold message people. So what's this actual strategy that is going to get people to me? And this was what I was hearing from Bria's coaches all the time is that they didn't want to have to cold message people, especially where, you know, if you have an upline in any network marketing company that you work for that is telling you, yeah, you need to cold message 100 people a day. What I hear all the time from people is that when they take that approach, they can do it for a while, but they get burnt out and then they stop altogether. Or it feels so inauthentic and salesy that they don't even continue and they just quit. They end up quitting the company because that's just not for them. So what I want to share with you guys is more about how do you actually go about not sending cold messages, but still building your business and being able to move people to take action without having to focus on how do I find followers and how do I just get engagement? And this is what I lay out in the book, Celebrity Magnetism. So there are four main components that you need to have in your social strategy, and it actually goes beyond just social. Social is a completely different landscape than it ever was before. You could post something and you would get a ton of people seeing it and a ton of action and responses. And that's just not the way that it works anymore. Unfortunately, you have to usually pay to get in front of a certain number of people. So the strategy has been adapted to really make sure that it works right now with what is going on in the social media world. The first thing, if you don't want to message people anymore, that you need to do is you need to use your social media as a place that people become aware of you and you drive engagement. So there are certain types of posts that we teach at the Fitness Leader Institute that you need to be driving in this area. It's not about driving sales here. When you think about the whole process of finding prospects and turning them into customers, it's like dating, right? Like you have your social media profile, which is like a dating profile, and you need people to become aware of you and to start engaging with you. That is the purpose of your social media. It is not to convert people. So think of it as we're going to compare it to dating. What do you need to do to have a scroll stopping profile? It needs to stand out. It needs to be different. You can't be like everyone else. You've got to be able to articulate what makes you different and what your ideal customer is looking for. So if you were going to have a dating profile and like hit it out of the park, you got to know your ideal 
suitor, right? So if I knew, let's just say I was making a dating profile and I wanted to like stop my husband in his tracks. Let's just use this example for a second here. I would probably write something like, I'm super easygoing. I, you know, I love to snowboard. I'm really into skateboarding. There would be certain things that I would dangle and put in front of him because I know what he's interested in. It would be something like that, right? Social media is no different. The more that you know your ideal customers, the easier it is to craft those social media posts that are going to stop the scroll and get them to pay attention. The other thing your social media posts need to do is they need to get people to engage with you. I don't mean engage like they need to like your posts and they need to share your posts and all those sort of things. But you want them to watch what is going on behind the scenes because The more that they're doing that, the more that they are remembering who you are. And it usually takes about 10 times for somebody to actually be aware of an offer or anything that you're putting out there. Like it takes 10 times of seeing them over and over again for them to take notice. That is the point of social media. It is no longer to try to sell people on social media. That just doesn't work. And that's actually why Hey Girl Hustling fails people is that When you go right in, you are like proposing marriage on a first date. You think about it. If you went out there and a hundred times over and over again said to a bunch of people, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Like how many times do you think you'd be successful? Maybe one out of a hundred. And like, if you were only looking for one person, sure, that'd be cool. But you're not. You're looking to build an audience and build a customer base. So you've got to be able to tip the scales more in your direction. So the key is not to freak people out in the first or second encounter. It's to know this is a journey. So the first steps are making them aware of you and then getting them to engage. Then what you want to do is you want to get them to engage, but in dating, it's sort of the same thing. You want to get like into their private messages or into a space that is more intimate so they can get to know you better. In the marketing world, this would be a Facebook group or it could be a different private space just outside of social media because they're only going to see like your delivery rate on social media posts is somewhere between one to two percent if you're not paying for ads. So when you consider your whole audience, if you want them to see a consistent message, you got to get outside of just social media. So you may have a freebie that you give away. So this is also called a lead magnet. It's something that is going to give them a ton of value and it helps to establish you as an authority. And in exchange for it, they give you their email address. So I love a good freebie. It's a really great way to get outside of the noisy environment of the social world and get them into a different place. So then on top of giving them a freebie, I love to run free groups. And I think One question that comes up a lot are, oh, like our Facebook group's still a thing. Well, here's the thing. Facebook is giving you the ability to actually advertise in groups. So it's not going away. It's only going to get bigger and bigger. So this is why I would definitely recommend you have a group. This is where you can really drive engagement. People have already put up their hand and said, yes, like I want to be in this more intimate setting with you. So it just gives you the ability to have those more precise discussions that you need to have in order to get people to take action. So definitely leading with that freebie, providing value, getting them into a Facebook group where you can have 
a more intimate discussion about health and fitness, and you can showcase your value. We've talked about awareness. We've talked about engagement. The next step from there is they have to subscribe to you. So that means giving you their email address, which we talked about with the freebie. Also, when they join your group, that is them uh, subscribing, really, right? They're taking that next step in the relationship. Then from there, we are going to be starting to send them emails. And a lot of people might be like, oh, Ashley, is email still a thing? There is 124% return on investment with email. They say that every email is worth about $5 and social media is only a 30% return on investment. So it's a great place to be driving people to take them outside of the noise. Like, I don't know about you guys, but social media is not a place that you want to be competing for people's attention. It's super noisy. There's so many distractions. And if you can get them into your email, people are used to checking their email. They are used to going there and opening it each day. And a lot of people start their day opening their email. So this is a great place for you to be, especially if you are somebody that has never used email before. This is such a big opportunity for you to get more forward facing in front of your audience and consistently have a message that is helping drive them down the line of, okay, I'm a prospect and moving into, you know, becoming a customer. Just to recap, we have social media posts, which are helping to build awareness and engagement. And then we have a freebie, which makes you stand out as an authority and an expert. And then we're going to be driving people into a Facebook group, which takes it out of the noisy environment of just social media into a space that you can showcase, again, your expertise, you can engage with them, it's more one-on-one. And then the same time when you've gotten your email address their email address rather from them, or you get it on the way into the Facebook group, they then get on your email list. And this is really this ironclad system that is going to help you stop Hey Girl hustling people and actually make it a authentic experience because relationships don't start with proposing marriage on the first date. It goes from you become aware of somebody, you see their dating profile, whatever it is, but then you engage with them first, right? You have some small talk, you have some conversation, then it moves to you get their digits, right? Like you, or you get a more intimate conversation going on via text, right? Like that is what the subscribe phase is that I'm referring to. It's a more intimate conversation that you were having with that person. And then from there, It's like you're going out on a first date and then you go on multiple dates and then you propose marriage. So if you skip more than one step here, it feels inauthentic and salesy. And that is why proposing the hey girl message on the first, you know, the first time that you're talking to somebody is inauthentic. It feels inauthentic from both sides, right? Or if you say happy birthday to somebody every year or happy anniversary. And then all of a sudden you throw that message. Like that happens to me all the time that I get people, you know, sending me a message and I'm like, okay, cool. Never chatted before, but all right. Like it's just, it feels inauthentic, right? So that is the four part system. That is what we talk about in celebrity magnetism. We break all those steps down even in more detail to help you understand exactly how to go from feeling like you have to hey girl hustle people to actually having a system that feels authentic because it is more authentic. You're leading with value. And I'll leave you guys with this one thought. I heard this quote 
uh, and it just really resonated with me. And it was all about the size of your audience is always based on the value that you provide. So if right now you're just spending a bunch of time on social media, making reels, making Insta stories and making posts, but there's no value for your customer, your audience is not going to grow. But if you really focus your time on a great freebie that you can give them that they are like dying to get their hands on, if you invest your time into a group where you're giving them, you know, you're running a challenge or you're giving them things that provide support and accountability and you're teaching them, that is high value. And then if you are also in your email list, you're helping them to overcome limiting beliefs. You're showing them what's possible. You're answering frequently asked questions and testimonials, and you're doing all that stuff. You're providing a ton of value. So you're stretching out that value into different areas versus just trying to spray on prey in in social media where your stuff's not even, it's like barely getting delivered to people. So it's a ton of work and not a lot of squeeze like there's the juice isn't worth the squeeze there versus when you go more like deeper into the relationship with these different points of value you're going to get so much more for your time so i really hope that this episode was helpful for you today and if you're out there just feeling like uh like i wish there was a better way cuz i really like the product i'm selling or i really like the service that i have or I really like this company I'm working with. Like, this is your answer. This is all backed up by what we used to do in the fitness industry. And all of those steps that we are moving people along that value journey, it lines up with a real sales formula. It's no longer like guessing like, oh, will this work or will it not? I can tell you guys that when I was in the fitness industry, I had about a 75% close ratio. So of 10 people that came in, I was closing seven or eight of them. And I'm not salesy. Like I'm not going to be all commission breathy all over you, but I'm deeply going to understand what is lacking and why you haven't achieved your goals in the past. And I am going to solve that to get you to feel confident to take action. And I'm going to help hold you accountable to getting there. That is my style type. And I assume it's probably yours too. You're probably more of that than bringing someone in, locking the door behind them and saying, no, like you're not going to leave until you sign this contract. That was definitely not ever my style. And neither would Hey Girl Hustling. That just is not who, that's not how I built my business. And I definitely know that's not how you have to build yours. So thank you guys so much for listening today. I would love, love, love to hear any comments or feedback that you have about this episode, anything that you learn or anything that you want to share. There's a ton of other social sellers out there that would love to hear your feedback if there's something that's working for you. So we'll see you next time. And thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.